Hi, welcome to the Jiggling Healthcare Marketing Ambassadors <laughs> podcast for the week of February 14th, 2011. Speak for yourself over there. This is episode 93, and I am Chris Pavolo, president of Interval, healthcare marketing agency that puts on the podcast. Today with me in studio are... Is Jackie Rotaco, account coordinator. And Adam Meyer, creative director. I think it's R. I've been saying it wrong for 92 episodes. (laughs) Joining me in the studio are, yeah. R. There's two of us. It's plural. Oh. Yeah. It still sounds weird. It does sound. It does kind of sound weird. R, Jackie Rotaco. Yeah. Too many pauses. Ready for our Super Bowl special? Dun-da-da. I'm ready. I didn't even watch the Super Bowl. I mean, I watched the, I I watched like the roundup of ads before and after, but I never, I rarely see the ads during the Super Bowl because I have Never had a desire to watch the oh, Super Bowl yeah. itself. Really? You don't go to like parties or anything? No, I don't get invited. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't watch the Super Bowl. No, yeah. don't invite Adam. He, was, he doesn't even like to watch it. Well, I didn't really get into it either. Me and my girlfriend just gabbed through the whole thing. We tried to shush each other during the commercials and it didn't work so well. No, so I it had doesn't. to. Yeah. I watched the whole entire thing from botched uh, Star Spangled Banner, which was very oh, interesting I saw because that. I, I saw that live. Up. And as she was singing, I'm like, "Something." Off. I think she just messed that up. <laughs> but she kept going so well that mm-hmm. I thought, well, I kept trying to replay it. And I'm like, you know. I bet she knew it right away. She's if, probably like, oh, crap. Maybe. If she screwed up, I'll hear about it later. And then sure enough, yeah, she messed up the lyrics. You know what the ironic thing is? I just so happened to be watching TMZ the other night, which is not typical. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> sure. Yeah, right. Whatever. It's like I normally don't it's watch the TMZ. Show. That's, you know, it's, it's like, not opposite of my National for, Geographic for, for, show. Jackie's homepage I, on her website. It's either Discovery Channel or TMZ. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I guess that she was practicing the day before and was like, I got this nailed. And she just like stopped mid song and was like, all right. We're good to go, everybody. And then she ended up screwing uh, up the song. She, the next I, I'm guessing she didn't have like a little teleprompter or something. Or she, if she did, she wasn't looking at it, apparently. I don't think so. Well, I don't know, man. That's, I, I'd probably screw it up, too. Yeah. I'd, I, yeah. But I mean, I, my nerve is probably, well, I don't know. I bet even if, even if someone like Christina Aguilera probably still gets nervous yeah. doing something like that at an event like that. Well, it's probably the, it's probably the largest crowd you ever perform in front yeah. of. It's got to be. Mm-hmm. So, she does have a good know. voice, so that she, makes she up really for it. Yeah, she, and she handled it fine. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like somebody who, you know, she didn't stop. She didn't, you, there was nothing cringeworthy about it because she just kept going. My only problem with Christina Aguilera is that when you listen to her music, you know, it, most bands, like, there'll be, a, there'll be that, that interlude or the, that, the moment when there's like a guitar solo and you can enjoy the guitar solo. But in a Christina Aguilera song, it, the ones that have like a guitar solo, she'll still be in the background doing her. It's like, come on, give someone else a spotlight for a second, would you? I've never noticed that. <laughs> oh, you will now. Most people don't listen to Christina Aguilera for the guitar solos, though. They listen to it for her. So. That's a very good point. Yeah, good point. So you're probably just not in her target. Definitely. Probably not. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Super Bowl advertising. Uh, we know that this has been probably beat to death in the time between when this podcast hits the air and mm-hmm. the, you there's know, some there's some relevant stuff to talk about healthcare related. Yes, there is. We're gonna, luckily we can tie it to healthcare directly, though it's not like we have to try to do that. But we're gonna we're gonna spend I think as much time talking about the commentary on the Super Bowl ads as we are the Super Bowl ads themselves. So, but the first one thing is there was no. We joked last time. I didn't see any. Male enhancement product advertising, uh, but there was a significant <clears throat> healthcare 
presence, at least regionally. Really? Yeah. So the so that. this the um, health system steward 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 healthcare out of Boston, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which so they had an ad in the regional, which I don't I can't remember how big that was, um, what the region was, the Northeast. I mean that's got to be pretty darn expensive. So I'm wondering if that's the first time a hospital has ever advertised at that level during the Super Bowl. That'd yeah. be interesting to find out. Yeah. And yeah. Do, you think, do you think as a non-profit they give a – well, maybe they're not even – They're they not a non-profit are, that for, I'm aware of. Are they for-profit? Well, here's what they're described as. Um, they're a subsidiary of a private equity firm. So most like they are – So probably for-profit. For okay. Okay. But either way, I think it – so first of all, without talking about the ad, there's mm-hmm. kind of a couple things to talk about. What do we think about the idea of a health system? My, my first reaction is gross a little bit at that right. level, that much money, because yeah. you know where that money has to come from ultimately. And we're, you know, we're, we're trying to solve some pretty serious problems in this country right now the way it is with our system. So to see any system for profit or nonprofit throwing that much money at something like that makes you step back a little bit and think, what, really? Uh-huh. So Kind of agree with that, yeah. So, But it's tricky because... I, I agree. You I, know, we're all for, obviously, right. hospital marketing, mm-hmm. and we would support a hospital promoting themselves. And so you could make an argument that, <clears throat> you know, I think where, where, you're, where you're getting to is you do it at such a level that it draws attention that you don't want Right. Um, Are you drawing more attention to how much you spent on this versus what the message you're trying to share? Which in this case was expertise and right, right, and their familiar local roots and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, if you can show that this is more effective, then it's hard to say. Well, if if this was an effective use of your money, then what difference does it make? Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's. But I think that's the point, Adam, because there's a. There was an article uh, that was posted by Health Leaders Media about this particular uh, ad, and in it, the Brian Cardi is the chief marketing officer at Stewart, and he's got some eye re- eyebrow-raising comments, I thought, in here. Um, one of them, he says, Cardi said the company expects the ads to generate plenty of buzz around Stewart Health. And that's where I think, yeah, but what kind of buzz are you getting? Is it because you're in the Super Bowl? Right. Or is it because your ads... Is that fantastic? He, he makes it seem like it's because their ads are so groundbreaking. Right. Um, he even says, we think this campaign will be a game changer for healthcare marketing. <laughs> <laughs> they were nice ads, but there was nothing There was nothing groundbreaking about them. Yeah, mind-blowing. They were very well done. They were very well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he said... So here's the, here's the other eyebrow raiser, I thought... Um, Cardi said the company expects the ads to generate plenty of buzz. He said they're designed to set it apart from other healthcare providers. Mm. Not sure. <laughs> yeah. Noting that, quote, in terms of marketing, healthcare is about 20 years behind everything else, unquote. Okay, with you there. He added that most healthcare marketing still revolves around old delivery mediums, such as direct mail and billboards. And TV. And TV. <laughs> right. He doesn't say Just not TV. during the Super Bowl. But that's hilarious yeah. that you're trying yeah. to say. Healthcare is so old school. It uses billboards and direct mail, but we use TV. <laughs> Come on. And you used the most old school application of TV, which is a broad-based mass advertisement right. on the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, I mean, I know it was regional, but there are more specific, effective, targeted ways to use TV. Right. So I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what else did he say? Uh, oh, this was the other thing that made me laugh. So they talk about how this system uh, is potentially looking at expanding beyond Massachusetts, and they're trying to develop a model uh, that is that, that delivers care at lower costs at high volumes. Uh, and then this is the CEO, Ralph De La Torre. <laughs> Quote, the main goal of getting bigger in a region is to gain volume. You can... You can no longer go to insurance companies demand higher rates. Those days are gone. And I'm sorry I paused because it actually says you can longer go to insurance companies demand higher rates. There must have been a time. Whoops. Um, so what do you guys catch about that statement? Whoa. <laughs> Microphone attack. Anything catch you there? I'll read it again. Yeah. Read it again. Without you, all my pauses. Me up there. The main goal of getting bigger in a region is to gain volume. You can no longer go to insurance companies that demand higher rates. Those days are gone. Okay, so you can't make as much money as you used to. Right. So you got to make it up in volume, which is the classic, you know, you lose money on everything you sell. How are you going to be profitable? Right. Volume, volume, volume. (laughs) So the idea that you can no longer make a lot of money, so we're just going to have more volume, which just means you're just going to make less money on more. Right. And potentially. Theoretically, that's what it means. Right. And more volume into a system that maybe is, I mean, if you're gonna add, if you're gonna add more volume and make money on it, that kind of assumes I'm guessing that your pro your product or service stays the same. Because if your product or service expands, then you're it's gonna cost more money to run it. In which case, you need more even more volume to sustain to be profitable, right? Well, volume and profit are completely irrel- they're not related. That's the trick, right? Well, that his point was to be. His point, I think, his it, point is that you can't money, make a lot of be, money. So if you used to be able to make a dollar in every encounter, now you make fifty cents. <clears throat> right. So mm-hmm. the only way to make more money is to Applies. add the number of encounters. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you're not, I mean, that that to make more money, that means your product or service stays the same, right? So you're mm-hmm. adding, so you're adding more people. Right. Your your same staff, but more people, which is going to make the experience lesser. I'm guessing to some extent, wait times potentially longer. Well, if your product's the same, all that would be the same. Well, not necessarily. Right? I mean, if you're if you're assuming you're at like your safe capacity level, you're at a right. Right, where people are having a, a good experience. You feel like your physician can spend right. enough he, time with you. Your nurse can. Now you're adding more people on top of that without expand without adding to your staff. They're talking about not adding to their existing. They're talking about expanding like regionally. So instead of to your point adding more patients on top mm-hmm. of the current patients, they're talking about we're going to go across the country and open up new hospitals. Mm-hmm. To, to bring in a whole new set of patients. Okay. So that's why I think the distinction is what okay. we're talking about. The trick is one of the ways that you can be more profitable with volume is economies of scale. <clears throat> so you get to a certain point and each incremental, you know, in your case, patient would bring you more money. That's right. normally not the case in healthcare. Uh, and certainly there's no economies of scale or typically, well, there can be if you expand across the country. You might have economies of scale in um, like supply chain, so you buy your band aids in bulk. To use a really simple example, and you know now you're getting your band aids even cheaper because you can buy more of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I just thought that was an interesting comment. Well, what about the ads? This this health systems ads. We talked a little bit about it. They were called Believe. I just saw one. There's a there's another one. Oh, okay. Um, that's that that didn't run during the Super Bowl. That's kind of a follow-up. Okay. Too. Yeah, I just saw the one too, where it was random 
were they both kind of the same thing? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then then we saw them both. <laughs> yeah. Saw much. Saw the, the second one okay. kind of expand on some of the concepts. So it was like, you know, believe in waiting rooms. And then it would cut to somebody else who said where there is no waiting. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, I liked they, them. They were, okay. I, they were nice, but they, they certainly weren't groundbreaking. I mean, there's nothing no. groundbreaking about them. No, I don't. I thought they were, they were on the Super Bowl. I thought they were yes. nicely shot and it very it wasn't an obvious healthcare ad. You know, I mean it was it wasn't True. obvious that they were well, patients or that right. they were I mean, that it was been very for almost anything. That could have been a car yeah. ad. That could have been like an experience for anything that offers an experience. Which yeah. is but you know, to what we normally talk about, it's better that it didn't seem like it was right. you know, you didn't see I don't think you saw nicely any shot. doctors, did you? I don't think so. There were all pretty people much just about the community, community members, yeah. yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, actors, obviously, but yeah, yeah. So I think it was. You're right. It was well done. Yeah, I mean, it cast well. The yeah. faces were yeah. good. I mean, I think the point. The, there was one comment in the article that he said, you know, he wants the people when you see these people, they should feel like they're familiar faces or people you say, I've right. seen that person or something. Mm-hmm. And I think from that perspective, it was shot well because they felt like comforting, familiar faces, even though you have no idea who they are. Right. right. And they and there was a couple of them that had very strong Boston accents and yeah, so, I that yeah. added yeah. Okay, so we'll give them. I, I've kind of got a little rating scale of thumbs up, thumbs down, or we'll give no thumbs thumb. Up. I'm gonna give them a th- I'm gonna give them the thumbs sideways. Thumbs sideways. That like the the that in that in between moment. It was a gladiator. Right when the king would he would hold his thumb up sideways and he'd either go up or down. Right and when the crowd was cheering, so I'm to going, be continued. Yes, I'm going to give it the thumb sideways. <laughs> well, this is this is the thing that I don't hear get discussed a lot about the Super Bowl ads, or maybe I'm just not seeing it. But there's kind of a second life to them. You spend when we talked last time that it was three million dollars, and we said that was in a minute. No, that's for thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. So it costs three million dollars just to run one thirty-second ad. Forget about the production cost of it. Right. So it's very expensive, but you get a lot for that. It's not just thirty seconds. These ads have a second life. Yeah. Right. When people talk about them, they talk about them. (laughs) Every every media outlet, CNN, Sports Illustrated, Mm -hmm. you name it, they all talk about and they rank the ads. It is as much a talker. For people as the game itself, yeah. mm-hmm. consumers. Yeah. So if you do it right, it can be phenomenal. And I saw something new this time. I couldn't believe it <clears throat> on my uh, Directv schedule. You know, and you can just pull up the guide and flip through. Mm-hmm. I don't know what channel it was. It was a Directv channel. Yeah. And it had an hour called 2011 Super Bowl ads. So you could have just gone and watched on TV ad after ad. That's pretty cool. Well, yeah. And there's the YouTube has its whole. Right. Set up that which is the same thing. You just sit there and watch, watch. They'll play play one after another. Yep. So you know you get a lot for that. Yeah. So if you do it right, and I think you know we we're kind of slamming the guy about saying it's a <clears throat> a game changer. Um, you know, I think we're just tamping down a bit the creativity of the ad. Right. But I think they you know they did generate a lot of buzz, and it mm-hmm. wasn't because the ad was like holy cow, it's amazing. It was very good. It was because they were on the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, not Which everybody would get that on the Super Bowl. Yeah, like Doritos, they have to be creative. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about uh, folks' responses to this because it is amazing how much time and effort people spend in evaluating these and mm-hmm. in, in general it just seemed like a rash of disappointment especially mm-hmm. for the big players in the 
like Pepsi and Doritos and Budweiser are the ones that you have high expectations for. I think I've sensed a lot of disappointment in articles. Right. It's just, well, yeah. I mean, it's just the same thing over and over again. Yeah. I mean, it's the same. You trade babies. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that literally is the same thing over and over again. I mean, it's the same concept rehashed. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas even the ones that were new ads still felt the same. There was really nothing awesome about a lot of them from the big, from the big guys. Although I, that said, there were still some that made me smile or made me laugh out loud. Well, let's talk about the E-Trade Baby. And, <clears throat> and I, there's really a huge division on those now because yeah. you still have people that like them. And we've had this argument, I think, on a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this well, very that. argument, um, are they stale or are they still funny? Uh, and I think it calls into question something that we've talked about a lot, which is sticking with something. Yeah. yeah. Right? How long do you stick with something? And you know, normally we would say that hospitals don't stick with their branding long enough. campaigns long right. enough. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, six months is not long enough. A year is not long enough. Uh, but beyond that, when is the cutoff date? And if the E-Trade babies are stale at three, what the hell would not be stale? Well, you know, they're still funny. You know, yeah. I, I know I, I've specifically said... Like I think we had we had a, a podcast a while ago where I think we we had bookmarked one of the new E Trade ads as an ad we liked, mm-hmm. and our conversation then then was this one is right. is it getting stale? Because I was like, oh, we just did that. Or we you know, we talked about an E Trade one recently. I was like, well, these are getting old. Right. I think for me, it's more stale. Maybe from a conversational standpoint, I still think they're I still think they're cute, yeah. clever. Maybe not clever, but cute and funny in funny ads. So I don't know that they've graded on me to the point where I don't want to see them anymore. I still enjoy seeing them. It's just kind of like, but it's not like new and revolutionary. Right, it's a conversational for, topic. Yeah. They're kind of run the course. Still, I mean, they're still good. They're oh, yeah, still yeah. better than most. Yeah, definitely. Oh, Super Bowl. Definitely. I well, and say. they're still pretty creative. I mean, the <clears throat> things they've had I didn't to get this last one, the NCO is Italian tailor. I mean, it was very funny at the end where he turned to the guy and yeah. kind of reached out and petted his face or whatever. But I didn't understand the the whole point of it. Did what? you? I mean, all the other ones kind usually of. have a point. They're talking about, you know, how easy it is to find something online or you know that there's iPad versions or whatever. I like how does this how does, I mean, this, how does this how does it relate to the product or service? Right, I mean, which most right. of the Super Bowl ads fail miserably at that. Right, That's one of my right. big pet peeves with them. But Well, maybe I just liked it because I did think the end was funny on that one, but there was one with a cat that I was like, that was not that funny. The E-Trade? Yeah, there was an E-Trade one with a cat that played during the Super Bowl, too. I didn't see that one well, at all. See, I don't know that I saw either of those. I would say the same thing about uh, one of the more popular ones that gets talked about the most. In fact, Adam, you I think it was you who brought this up three weeks ago, two weeks ago, the Volkswagen Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Kid. Yeah. Uh, which is mm-hmm. very cute. And in yeah. the Super Bowl, they ran a short version of it, which stunk. It was a 30-second instead oh. of a 60. Uh, it still was good, but are you going to go buy a Volkswagen because it's cute? What's the message behind that? I mean, the best creativity is where it has that impact, but it delivers a message. Like the Volkswagen Beetle one that they showed, where the Beetle was like cruising through the... Well, I don't know what the message of that is either. That it's fast and uh, it's supposed yeah. to be like well, there's the certainly not a, a deliberate message there. I mean, they're t- obviously tying it to kind of to family life and to you mean the the Darth, Darth Vader, Vader one? kid, yeah. I mean, the the image I have of a Jetta typically isn't of a being like a family sedan. I think it was a Passat. 
was it a Passat? I thought it was a Jetta. Either way, either way. <laughs> Point made. Well, either, the, the cars are like, I mean, a Passat is like the fancier Jetta, basically. I mean, they're kind of the same damn car, other than it being a little nicer and probably faster. I don't know. But when I think of a Jetta, I think I don't, either way, I, I personally don't really think of a fan, as, or a Volkswagen as being a family car. I think of it as being more of kind of a youth-oriented car. Most of the people who I have known who have owned Jettas were like out of college, weren't married yet, didn't have kids. It wasn't. A, it's not to me. Volkswagen doesn't say family. It says kind of yeah, you're right. Youth energy, that kind of trendy. Maybe they're trying to say uptown. hey, you family, you can also have this vibe. Right. So I think that's where it, to me that's where it was going by bringing in. I mean, still it was still obviously a young though, hip family. Yes, though there's always. A, I mean, you mm-hmm. reach for a broader audience, you can alienate the very audience that loves you. You can, which if is you, if, if you're, you're right, the, the single young urban hip people going. Well, if this is for kids, I don't want it. Yeah, yeah but, but it's still I don't. Cool. Yeah, but right. I think that they they were. I think the approach was good in the sense that to me, it doesn't seem like that would be too alienating. It's not like they they were showing. It was pretty cute overall. The the couple was cute. You could probably see yourself even if you're the, the hipster. You could probably still see yourself in their shoes. Maybe if you know, it, it wasn't. It wasn't like a crying baby and you're trying to put it in the back seat. It was some cute kid doing Star Wars at the front of the yeah, car. You just skipped so. all the crying baby. Yeah. (laughs) Good luck getting your car seat in the back of a Jetta. So what do you guys think about the whole Groupon controversy? Did you guys watch that live when it was on the air? did not see it live, but I watched it after. I actually watched it this morning. This morning was the first time that I saw it. And... (laughs) It wasn't... You thought it was funny? No, we've got the giggles now because Jackie and I are sharing a microphone. <laughs> nice. With technical difficulties. We are Get a little closer. <laughs> hey. I think, um, I, ultimately, I think it was just d- distasteful. I mean, I see what they were trying to do. They're trying to, uh, you got the whole, like, you're taking, like, the starving child approach thing at the start and then you're turning, turning it on its head and trying to make light of it and have fun with it. But I don't know. Having fun with the plate, with somebody else's plate is not exactly a, Plate-based marketing. Plate-based marketing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That takes you down a couple rungs on my ladder. You lose, uh, and I would have to imagine a lot of people's ladders because that's, uh, I don't know, you've, you've lost respect from me anyway. Mm-hmm. Jackie, did you see it when it aired? I did. I saw it live. And I was just, besides the fact that it lacked tact, I just was kind of unimpressed with the commercial. I guess I would have expected more from Groupon anyways. But yeah, it was, right. it was a little tasteless. And kind of unexciting, all rolled into one. So, yeah, and it wasn't even that well. It wasn't even that well done. Yeah, no. I mean, it was the production. It was shot okay. I mean, the image quality was nice, but I didn't think it was necessarily well acted. I don't know. It just was kind of half-assed. Well, my first. So I've had kind of like three, three responses to it. The first was live, and my first instant thought was, "That's bad. That's tacky." Whatever, and it it reminded me of the whole Kenneth Cole deal. Yeah, with when he tweeted, you know, I hear there's millions of peoples in Egypt that must, or millions of peoples, peoples. there's <laughs> millions of people in the Persons. streets people. in Egypt must be excitement about our new fall line or something to that effect, and people just ripped him <clears throat> a new one. Yeah. And then here's Groupon, and I know some people are upset about it, but I didn't see the near universal outrage. And it makes me wonder whether it's because Groupon's hip and cool, uh, but it was the same same exact thing. And then I also, I thought the CEO's response was lame-o. 
Where he's oh, like, I don't it? know what you're talking about. I don't see this as offensive at all. I see it as making fun of ourselves. Um, Whatever. Yeah. I, I no, thought that was lame. That. Well, I, I, I can see. I mean, I can see why the rea- reaction to the Kenneth Cole tweet was different. I mean, that's because that's like headline Egypt. The stuff in Egypt is headline news right now. And social media is already the Twitter, Facebook world is already a, a fire with people talking about a that. Twitter, a twit, a twit, a Twitter. <laughs> um, so I can see why you know, and and I don't think that um, the Twitter sphere is is aflame with discussion of Tibet right now. So it's not quite as timely, even though it's certainly as relevant right. as anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, here's another thing I want to point out before we wrap up, and that is, you know, again, all the commentary. Uh, some of it I thought was really good. And then I found this article from the Wall Street Journal, which normally I think has some of the best content. It was so bad. Jackie, you and I were wondering yeah. if it was actually a joke. Because I think through, it is. throughout it, they refer to some group of ad executives. And I don't know if they had them in a room or they just informally polled these people. <laughs> but they constantly referred to them as ad executives. The ad yeah. executive said, ad exe- like it was some universal thing. It, and so it was kind of lazily written. And then near the end of the article... Some of what the ad executives had to say, I just thought was, oh, you can't be serious. So one of them was on the Anheuser-Busch uh, spot, one of them, the Budweiser one, that had uh, the actor's name is Peter Stormare. I may, I may uh, mispronounce his name, but if you saw Fargo, mm-hmm. he was one of the two bad guys. He was the one that put Steve Buscini into the shredder. Into the shredder. Okay, okay. So he always plays like a really Big. bad guy, yeah, right? yeah. So he comes into a Western theme. He's like old time West. He comes in, he wants a Budweiser and they don't have it. And he's, he's about ready to draw his gun. And, uh, and then somebody comes in with the Budweiser, the delivery person, and he shoots him a bottle and he drinks it. And all of a sudden he starts singing Tiny Dancer from Elton John. And the whole bar gets in and the little old time piano. And it was good. I thought it was funny, right? So, uh, this was one of the ads that was slammed by quote unquote the ad executives mm-hmm. who said, quote, Ad executive said the ad didn't feature enough of the horses. That was the comment. So just think how that's written. Ad executive said, so all of them? Who is that? Who, what, yeah. what are you, it's like this mythical ad executive. And, the, and horses? It said the ad didn't the feature Clydes enough deal. of the horses. Yeah, it's the, the Clydes like, That was a bad thing. Yeah. And I thought, okay. And then this is the capper later on. The favorites among ad executives, again, universally so, apparently, <laughs> were a Dorito spot with a man licking the cheese residue off a coworker's finger. That's gross. That, was, that one made me want to wretch. And <laughs> a Pepsi spot that showed a man on a date switch interest from sex to a can of Pepsi Max, which I thought was just such an Overdone. easy... It's, yeah, it's so cliche. Cliche. Yeah, and, and you know, I didn't, I didn't so much like the Doritos commercial with the finger licking on it, but I did like the, I did like the one where the guy... With the grandfather coming back to life after you yes. put the Dorito chunks in the urn or whatever, right? That was that made me laugh out loud. I thought that was pretty funny. Actually. Yes, the urn or the coffin? It was uh, the urn because he was he was urn. like the, it was a roommate who was like la- the the one roommate's leaving and he tells the other roommate make oh, sure that when yeah. I'm gone you like water my plant and do this and do that or feed my fish. Um, and then they show like this time lapse thing where the clock has changed, and it's a couple days later, and the roommate's still sitting there, and he looks over and notices the fish is dead, and he's like panicking, and he sprinkles some Doritos in there, and the fish is back to life. And then he looks at the plant, the plant is dead. He sprinkles some Doritos on there, the plant is back to life. So he's cleaning up the apartment and knocks this urn off the fireplace, and it busts on the floor, and there's ashes everywhere. And the next scene, and you see him like his eyes are huge. The next scene, his other roommate comes home, and he's like, "Grandpa, you're back!" So like. Clearly, the guy replaced and the grandpa the, is kind of gross. He's like, yeah, dirty. he looks, he looks 
like he's been in the ground. Yes, he looks like he's was was clearly dead. I took credit for the funniest line of my Super Bowl party by when that when that commercial ended. I said that couldn't happen. <laughs> right. I'm glad you laughed. Nice. It was funny. Yeah. So so we'll put a link to the Wall Street Journal article because. Yeah, it's very if you, insightful. If you read it, it, it sounds like it's written yeah. by like a fifth grader. Ad executives, the favorite among executives. Ad executives said, Should "You have know, included more horses. More horses." <laughs> Didn't I think it's a joke. Before we wrap up, we do have to we have to touch base on the the one ad that seemed to get the most attention from at least from the, the media sources I saw was the meteorotery. The, the meteorotery, yes, <laughs> was the uh, the Chrysler ad. Great ad. I M M&M? and M didn't like it oh wow you're one of the first people i heard that didn't like i did it. not like it and I, do, I don't like it more from a political standpoint i think i think i think that you know the whole obviously the whole theme is you know we've been beaten down but we're coming back as strong as ever this pride american pride mm-hmm. that i can get behind on some on just from a philosophical level but I can't get behind it when the person saying it is is a business is a business that's failed and been bailed out twice Chrysler? Um, I don't know if Chrysler was bailed out. Were they? Chrysler was foreign-owned, so. so I don't know if they were bailed out. Maybe not. If, if not, then that redeems them for that, for that spot. <laughs> but like that's, my, that's my problem. It's like I don't really have – I find it hard to have sympathy for a, a business that is a repeat failure and is only around because <laughs> of the taxpayer dollar, you know? I have a hard time feeling any sympathy, and, I, and it's almost offensive that you use that as your message in that case. It was because, more about Detroit, though, I think. Yeah. Well, n- well, yeah, but it was for Chrysler. The, so. yes. Yeah. The coolest part of that ad, though, was the end. When What did it say? Like the tagline at the <clears throat> end said, made in Detroit, or what no, did it? Um, imported from Detroit. Imported yeah, that was from, pretty, yeah. That was yeah. pretty I like badass. That. I like that. I yeah. thought the ad was really well done. I didn't think about it on that political level. Yeah, I didn't either. That's, I, that's where I went first. Wow. So I don't know. I guess that says something. Well, I, I, feel, <laughs> I feel ashamed. I don't know whether they got a bailout. I mean, clearly General Motors got a bailout. Right. Uh, well, if Ford they was the only one who didn't, then Chrysler this, must This have. round, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Eminem was in another ad, too, wasn't he? Like for tea? Nest tea? Was like an animated one? Or yeah, was that maybe. not a Super Bowl ad? I yeah. think it was. Yeah. That one is... Yeah, it was, it's okay. Yeah. I'm a sucker for digital animation, so no matter what it is, I'm gonna, no I'll, I'll like it. Is on that front i the, the last point i'll make is usa today has a uh like a, a ability for viewers on their website to rank mm-hmm. all the ads and the number one ranked ad was bud light's dog sitter puts dogs to work bad i don't even i don't even think i saw that one it was just it was a guy's supposed to watch his friend's dogs and then he puts them to work to throw a party and so they're like bartending and serving drinks. And there was one part that was funny because they showed a dog like walking on its hind legs and it was kind of weird and awkward looking. But other than that, it was... It's been done. It's kind of lame. Well, in the, yeah. second, the, the second one that was, I think, the top ranked on that ad meter was a Doritos one where the guy had the Dorito through the glass door mm-hmm. and the puppy, the little pug, was like running right. to the door. And I expected something funnier at the end. Oh, I was yeah, just like, yeah, "Oh, that that's overdone too." Yeah, yeah. So the top two were a little disappointing, but whatever, people. <laughs> Never. That's what you get when you listen to the common Roddy. Yep. <laughs> Joe Public Roddy. <laughs> All right, we better wrap it up before we have more technical difficulties. Publerati. P- excuse me. <laughs> Squeeze me. 
All right, for jiggly healthcare marketing bastards, they're not even going to get the joke. No, and it's they're going to think it's really gross because they have no context. <laughs> Let your mind do the walking. <laughs> this is Chris Bevelo. Jackie Retackle. Adam Meyer. Get jiggy with it.